0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last days prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Like any normal person, I'm sure you've experienced some hopelessness in your life. When things become difficult and the pressures of life increase, it's easy to lose sight of what's important. Today, Pastor J.D. will remind you that you have hope in Jesus Christ. You'll learn today that the return of Jesus Christ is our greatest hope as his followers. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 20th, 2019.
1: Today's update actually ties into the teaching in 1 Thessalonians about being ready for the Lord's return for the benefit of those watching online Uh, We're in 1st Thessalonians prior to the Bible prophecy updates that we do weekly. And uh, this won't be the last time that our teaching in 1st Thessalonians will uh, tie into the prophecy update. Both letters to the Thessalonians are basically about the rapture of the church and being ready for the Lord's return. And within the pages of these epistles that we're in, there are so many times where the Apostle Paul is encouraging a discouraged church, battle weary believers. When we get to chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians, we're going to hear Paul talk about the rapture being caught up, And he's going to describe the rapture of the church prior to the seven year tribulation. And then he's going to say after that, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Why would Paul be inspired by the Holy Spirit to say, encourage one another with These words about the soon return of the Lord, the rapture of the church, if they weren't discouraged. I think about all the times in the pages of Scripture where we read, whether it's in the Old Testament or the New Testament, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Be of good courage. Why do we have that so many times throughout Scripture? Because there are so many times in our lives where we become discouraged, fearful. We lose hope. We lose hope in what we know is the blessed hope of the Lord's soon return. That's what I want to talk about today. And I know I say this every week, but the Lord's coming back, (laughs) and it could be today. I have to confess, though, that I am personally very pessimistic about what I see taking place in the world today. Oh, wow, Pastor, aren't you supposed to be optimistic? Where's the joy of the Lord? Well, Okay, it's a sanctified pessimism. How about that? Let me explain. Some of you are saying, please do. This sanctified pessimism is because of what I see as a prophetic uncertainty. Everything that is taking place today is riddled with uncertainty. And I'm one of those people that doesn't do well with uncertainty. I'm one of those people that doesn't want everything up in the air. (laughs) I, I need things to be certain. I need things to be sure, but here's the problem. Bible prophecy paints this picture of uncertainty at the time of the end. Particularly as it relates to the uncertainty economically, globally, governmentally, and this must be so, because when things are uncertain here in this world, does that not cause us to think about at least the next? One need look no further than to the movement to impeach the U.S. president and virtually no movement in forming Israel's government to start with the uncertainty here in the U.S. and this interesting Washington Examiner report in which they cite the results of a poll that found most think, get this, this is crazy, Trump will be impeached and win the 2020 re-election. Quoting the report, Americans expect President Trump to get roughed up in a House impeachment, but soldier on to win re-election according to the latest poll on the White House crisis. To me, the jury is still out concerning President Trump and even next year's elections. And the same could be said concerning the result of Israel's elections that took place last month. According to the Jerusalem Post, sources close to President Rivlin said that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's mandate to form a government will not be extended beyond the Thursday October 24th deadline. That's four days from today. Well, As you might imagine, the clock is ticking, and the onus is on Netanyahu, and according to the times of Israel, it's uncertain as to whether or not he'll be able to accomplish this. It's not looking good, especially in light of his new proposal being swiftly rejected, The offer was quickly dismissed by Gantz as disingenuous, with the blue and white leader saying Netanyahu is, quote, not seeking unity, but immunity, in a reference to the prime minister's insistence on retaining the premiership, allegedly so as to avoid having to step down if he is indicted in the three criminal cases against him. Don't you find it a little bit interesting that they're trying to get rid of the President of the United States and the Prime Minister of Israel at the same time. Many believe it's the same uh, people. The current situation in Israel is so uncertain that according to Ynet News a senior US official says President Donald Trump's top Mideast advisor and son-in-law, Jared Kushner, will visit Israel at the end of the month. Kushner is scheduled to meet Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his chief political rival, Benny Gantz. The official spoke on condition of anonymity because he was not authorized to speak publicly. Kushner's visit, by the way, will come on the heels of Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's visit to Israel to reassure an uncertain Israel of unwavering U.S. support in light of the uncertainty concerning Syria. Whenever you talk about uncertainty, and I'm sorry if I'm using that word a lot, but that's the topic of our Prophecy Update today is this prophetic uncertainty. But whenever you talk about this, you have to talk about Syria. You probably heard about this, but there was a ceasefire, so-called, that was secured. Fox News reported that on Thursday, President Trump declared, quote, a great day for civilization as Vice President Mike Pence and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced terms of a ceasefire agreement that would end violence between Turkey and Kurds in Syria following a meeting with Turkish President Erdogan in Ankara. Interesting that it was all over social media, but uh, President Trump wrote Erdogan, President of Iran, a letter, very interesting letter. Uh, it was so interesting that uh, people on social media actually thought it was fake news. I mean, basically the president, you, you, gotta, you, you gotta hate him or love him. You gotta love this. He basically said, uh, you better stop what you're doing. Or I'm going to crush you. Have a nice afternoon. That was basically the, the letter. <laughs> Reportedly, when Erdogan received the letter, he threw it in the rubbish. Ain't going to happen. Next thing we know, (laughs) there's a deal for a 120-hour ceasefire, during which time the Kurdish-led forces could pull back from the roughly 20-mile-wide safe zone on the Turkish-Syrian border. The problem is that there are conflicting reports now about Turkey seeing this as merely a pause in operations and not a ceasefire. And it explains why as of yesterday fighting and exchanging blame continued between Syrian Kurdish forces and Turkey. Uh, By the way, if I'm not mistaken, the 120-hour ceasefire slash pause in operations ends on Tuesday. It should also be noted that Erdogan is planning a trip to Russia for talks with Putin concerning Syria, and it's going to also be this Tuesday, the 22nd, in two days probably should not come as any surprise by virtue of how Russia is now filling the void as Putin seeks to cement Russia's role as the power broker in Syria. Uh, We were told that this is exactly what would happen, right? we're told in Isaiah 17 1 we talk about it virtually every week, the prophecy concerning Damascus, Syria and with it the prophecy concerning this alliance of nations with Russia, Iran and Turkey at the helm that will invade Israel from the north vis-a-vis Syria is described in great detail in Ezekiel 38 and it's happening, exactly as we were told it would. But here's the thing, everything now is in a state of uncertainty. And dare I say, uncertainty is synonymous with insecurity. And there is coming a man, we're told in Scripture, that will bring certainty, peace, and security to a world that is screaming for peace and security. There are other major geopolitical developments that are all riddled with uncertainty. One of which is, by the way, the president's peace plan being unveiled. Remember he was going to unveil it after the elections and then now it's uncertain. Add to this the uncertainty of the outcome of Brexit, which is the UK exiting the EU. Some suggest that is also a fulfillment of Ezekiel 38, specifically verse 13. So where are you going with this? Well, it is my belief that said uncertainty is prophetic by virtue of the fact that it's readying the world for the Antichrist to come on the scene like never before. It's the likes of which we have never seen before. I'm going to take it further and say that it is also my belief that the Antichrist is alive and well today behind the scenes. He's already, he he cannot be on the scene yet because the church hasn't been raptured yet. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, when we get to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we're going to talk about that. Just giving you a heads up. Some of you know exactly the verse that we're going to be talking about. But I would argue that the Antichrist cannot be revealed until the church is removed. The church has to be raptured first. Then he can be revealed. Listen to what John wrote in his first epistle, chapter 2, verse 18. Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. And then he says this, listen, this is how we know it is the last hour. Can I say that again? Of course I can. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we know it's the last hour of human history as we know it. The world's ready. Are we? The world is ready like never before for the Antichrist to be revealed, bring peace and security, bring peace in the Middle East. We know from Daniel nine it'll be a seven year peace agreement. That's the seven year tribulation. And in the midst of that seven years, the antichrist in the newly rebuilt temple, which I'm convinced has to be part of the peace agreement, that the Jews will be allowed to rebuild their temple, because at the three and a half year mark, the antichrist in that temple is going to demand to be worshiped as God. And he's going to commit what We know to be an abomination there in the temple. Many believe the sacrificing of an unclean animal, an abomination that causes desolation. And it will be at that point that the Jews will realize this is not our Messiah. And that's what will bring them to a saving knowledge of their true Messiah, Jesus the Christ. And for the last three and a half years of the seven year tribulation, the Jews are going to flee. Many believe, present company included, that they're going to flee to Petra in modern day Jordan, where for the last three and a half years, God will protect the Jews from the Antichrist who seeks to completely destroy them. That's how we know. It is the last hour. It's because we know that this is the last hour that we do these weekly prophecy updates. It's also why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ in a childlike simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABC's of salvation. What's the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus came, He was crucified and buried, and He rose again on the third day. Don't stop there. And He's coming back again one day. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Paul, writing to the Corinthians in his first epistle, chapter 15, describes the gospel as the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and he says twice, according to the Scriptures. In other words, according to prophecy. Do you realize that was the first prophecy in the Bible? Genesis 3 verse 15. Did we talk about this last week? I think we did. Sorry if I'm repeating myself. The proto-evangelicum, that Satan would bruise the heel, but that Jesus would crush His head, the seed of a woman, that's a prophecy of the virgin birth, of the Savior of the world that would come and be sacrificed once and for all for the sins of all, because all have sinned. That's the good news, according to the prophecies in the Scriptures. Before we do the ABCs of salvation, I want to share with you an email. I received it from an online member this last week by the name of Audrey Brennan. And you'll forgive me, but I know there are some who might say, You know, Pastor, you you do the ABCs of salvation every single week. I know. Every time. I know. I've already heard it. Yeah, but someone might be hearing it for the first time. Such was the case with this online member. She writes, a few months ago, I emailed you about a young patient of mine who was losing a long battle with breast cancer. I was inspired by your challenge to share the gospel and report back with the results. I shared one of your prophecy updates with her, and she learned the ABCs of salvation. She then made the decision to accept Christ and chose to be baptized in her hot tub at home. She was physically unable to attend church. Yesterday, she went to be with the Lord. Thank you for your guidance in sharing the good news.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready, because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor JD shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InspiritandTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.